Welcome to the Truth CSGO podcast, episode 45, week one of the London Face It Major 2018, the Challenges stage. Are we rushing in, or are we going sneaky-beaky-like? Right now, before we get into the last week that was the Faced Major London 2018 Challenger stage, a little bit of news. First up, Vince Hill, he of uh, the former alias Metas. Uh, you would know him from casting basically all of the Dream Hacks in the last year, the Opens and the Masters. He has uh, formally retired from casting. He announced via his YouTube he was out. He was out. Uh, he started health reasons, including blood pressure, weight, heart fatigue, and uh, the um, these sort of things were being aggravated by the uh, stress of the the constant travel, the freelance lifestyle, not knowing where the next payment was coming from, uh, some of the politics behind the scenes. Apparently, poor dude was coughing blood at DreamHack Stockholm. Um, so <laughs> that's when you know it's time to pull out. Um, he also said that he um, uh, he had a bit of a, a self self consciousness and um, and paranoia about being in the purgatory. His words uh, of, of being between a tier one and a tier two caster. There's a bit of uncertainty there, um, and uh, it all seemed to take its toll. Now I thought Vince was very competent. Um, I did feel like a sense of humor was sometimes missing. A sense of fun was sometimes missing. But perhaps that was the pressure he was under with all of his health and. Um, political concerns behind the scenes. Anyway, Vince is going to be trying full-time streaming, and uh, I haven't seen him stream, but perhaps he's a much looser character when he's at home in front of his compy. Old mate says he's going to be trying to start a family, so best of luck to him in that regard. Now, Virtus Pro have announced Morels is going to take the place of Bialy when he leaves after the major. Actually, Virtus Pro are already out this week, spoiler alert, so it will be looking like uh, Morels is already going to start practicing with them. And in fact, Bialy played on a team, I think it was this week in ESCA, one of those uh, tournaments online, called D's Nuts. I believe it was with Scream, perhaps. Anyway, he is obviously straight back into the CS. Uh, and there will be a Bialy t-shirt coming soon through this podcast. Um, in the meantime, Optic have also announced a new Brazilian CSGO team. Optic uh, currently have the all-Danish team who competed at these majors, and they also have an Indian team, and so they're obviously branching out, trying to uh, scoop up some talent in the lesser markets, perhaps to feed this ailing Danish team, which has not produced the kind of results you would expect. We'll get more, we'll get deeper into Optic uh, when we come to the Face It Major. Um, and in other news, uh, the Truth Podcast Discord actually now exists. If you would like to join in the discussion during games or in between games to perhaps find someone to queue with or make some suggestions for the pod, check it out. The address is on my Twitter, at the Truth CSGO, uh, or thetruthcsgo.com, I believe. I always get my own website's wrong anyway you can find it um join in we've got about uh, half a dozen people and um discussions thus far seem to be quite cordial all right let's move on to oh, oh before we do i should mention bloody hell kingwin in the meantime in the first week actually managed to win dreamhack montreal and to do that they had to defeat a go in a best of three 
and then Ents in the grand final. Now, a go, the defeat of a go perhaps doesn't mean quite as much as it would have, let's say, six months ago, because as we know, some of the best players are now in the Virtus Pro team, uh, like Snatchy. But uh, their defeat of Ents is, is quite a good sign. And uh, this bodes well for Kingwin, who, as we know, lost to SK recently in, um, where was it? Shanghai? I am Shanghai. No, the Zotac Cup Masters in Hong Kong. Now, uh, what's interesting too is if you look at the stats here, Ents, uh, the highest frag on Ents was Alu, which suggests that perhaps Ents still do not have the confidence firing in uh, the younger players on that team. Not that I think Alu is, is a bad player, but to see that guy top fragging perhaps means uh, that you know the younger players, the guys who are supposed to be the stars, Alexi B., uh, Sergey, and not really stepping up uh, as you would hope. Now the top fragger on Kinkwin was Roland. I wasn't able to actually watch the games, so I'm not sure how it all went down. But it is a good sign for Taz and the boys. Now let's get into the face at Major London first week, which is the challenger stage. Uh, <laughs> so we had 16 teams, eight of them qualified, and they now become the new legends who will go into a bracket with the eight returning legends from last year in the legend stage. And out of those 16 teams, eight will go into the champion stage. So there's the challengers, the legends and the champions, and it's set over three weeks. Uh, I had to look up Liquipedia again just to prepare this little segment because I always bloody forget. Um, and perhaps this is just me, but I find it very confusing. Challenges, legends, and champions, they're actually quite similar words. Um, and perhaps, I don't know. I, look, I've, I've spent more time watching CS in the past week probably than I have spent sleeping, and I still forget. Uh, the alternative might just be week one, week two, week three of the major, or the bronze week, the silver week, the gold week, uh, or Jack's, Queen's, Kings. Um, there's plenty of hierarchical, numerical counting ways we could change this up, um, and perhaps perhaps, perhaps I'm just an idiot. Perhaps I just uh, am not paying enough attention to keep remembering the difference between these stages. But either way... The first week was the challenges, and we are now coming into the Legends week. In fact, as of recording this podcast, the first match of the Legends week will be played in about four hours. Um, and uh, just before we get into the matches that were played in the first week, let's just chat casters very quickly. We did start off with Machine, Sponge, and Daps, and later on we had Pimp. And I just want to say, Pimp, you have massively improved. This guy has absolutely gone through the ceiling in the past year with his casting. In fact, I was listening back to some of my earlier episodes just to see what I was banging on about, and apart from the fact that they're very embarrassing, um, I was uh, taking a bit of a knife to old Pimp Daddy, who was on the desk with Vendetta, uh, around about when I started this podcast. And it's great to see Pimp has loosened up a lot since his Thunderbird days on the desk with Vendetta. Uh, the, the, sort of, the sort of casting where one suspects had one made random snips in the air with a pair of scissors above their heads, they may have, in fact, stopped moving. Now, Daps is a, uh, a new addition to the analyst desk. Uh, Daps is, of course, the IGL of NRG who couldn't make it through the American minor into this into this tournament, uh, he did express a bit of self consciousness post this week on the old twits that he was a bit um, 
He was a bit uncomfortable perhaps critiquing teams who made it to the major when his team couldn't in fact make it to the major. So, you know, understandable. Um, but it was was great to have him on the desk, actually. I thought he had some really juicy insight. He's a smart, articulate guy. Hopefully he'll loosen up a bit um, like Pimp has. And, uh, you know, perhaps just someone needs to stir a little bit of personality metamucil into his morning cough, his, uh, his morning demi-capu. Um, and interesting to note, actually, during this tournament, NRG, who did not have him, uh, brought in nothing as a stand-in stand and couldn't qualify for Epicenter versus Swole Patrol, a.k.a. Bullies, Inc. So uh, they obviously need Daddy Daps to really uh, perform at their best. Now, let's move on to the first day of Best of Ones. Obviously, I'm not going to go through these in too much detail because they are old news but I'm just going to pick out some of the uh, the gems that perhaps if you haven't watched, if you didn't, didn't manage to watch any of them, you would like to know in your brain. So Space Soldiers first up played uh, Rogue, but Space Soldiers, as I reported in the last step, had to play with Hardstyle, their coach, and uh, Hardstyle really hadn't played any CS before and was at the compi just slamming in hours before he could. Uh, he put up the best effort he obviously could, but um, yeah, it's a bit disastrous. And the poor, the poor soldiers from space lost narrowly here to Rogue, and didn't fare much better in the rest of the tournament. NIP versus VP was also on the first day, which was exciting. But VP just looked barely there, like an old person basically with dementia, who's just sort of going through the motions of what they used to do. You know, maybe going to the window and watering a plant. Uh, their mid plays actually just seemed like shadows of their former strats. It was, it was sad. It was sad. Uh, there are some <clears throat> other people and casters who, who've spoken about them as, as uh, watching them play as being sort of sad, but not until this moment has it really uh, hit me in the feels. Um, Dennis was firing up, which was required, as I said last week, for Nip to do uh, very well. Rez was not fully thick and pumped, but uh, we will see how he goes. In fact, actually... He did go much better in the rest of the tournament. Gamut versus Tai Lu also occurred on the first day. Tai Lu just won on overtime. They weren't as cohesive looking as I would have hoped. Um, it seems a bit too hard for that team to really do anything but fairly sort of creaky strats and executes. But uh, and that could be that could come down to the communication. But they do have some very solid players and some very solid aimers with some uh, very sharp skill. And uh, as we will see, it bode them well throughout this this uh, this week. Big versus Renegades occurred in the first day. Renegades looked absolutely atrocious this whole tournament. Big dismantled them. We'll get onto Renegades a bit later on. Hellraisers fought North. Hellraisers won very narrowly, which was a bit of a bit of a surprise. North were coming in hot after DreamHack Stockholm after taking that in the best of three grand final against Australis. But Issa, Angel, and Woxic were absolutely beasting it. Issa had a 1.46 uh, KD. No, KD. What's his, uh, What's the score? Whatever the score is. The um, the uh, the two point rating uh, in this tournament. So those boys have obviously turned up with some fire in the bell. Uh, Liquid versus Optic occurred. Liquid shat all over Optic. Optic just look uh, like they uh, seconds away from crumbling as a lineup at this point. Australis fought Complexity, and um, this was interesting because this was the first team I the first. Official match I had seen since Stanislaw became the IGL. Australis did win this 16-4. Um, 
I didn't see the US minor with complexity, and the last I'd seen of Stan's calling was that disastrous Rush B on overpass that lost Liquid Mykonos in 2017, if you remember correctly, a particular lowlight of which was Stan nading his own team. Uh, and some of the Stan's call just strike me as a bit bizarre, rushing through some Smoke's top mid on their first T-side gun round here. Uh, it just it's 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 unpredictable, but perhaps not the greatest recipe for continued success. And I'm talking about Inferno. This is where this was played. The first gun round, you're against Astralis. They smoke off top mid as CT, and you just rush through with no flashes. <laughs> just seemed like, what are you doing, mate? Um, they kind of seemed out of the depth, but who knows? I feel like Stan's tries to surprise a little too many times, um, considering he's got some uh, he's got some experienced players in that team but uh, they did manage to go a little better in the rest of the tournament after this disastrous start and the post-match interview uh, Glaive actually said they'd studied complexity for a long time the day before as well because they hadn't played them a lot and they didn't want to get surprised so perhaps that had something to do with this loss here day two we found complexity versus space soldiers and complexity looked a lot better on the same map um Space Soldiers were, of course, playing with hard styles. There's an asterisk over anybody who beat them. Uh, Optic then beat VP. They were very shaky. They, uh, in fact, they actually said in an interview afterwards that they were playing the Major as a practice, that the Major was just a practice. And as Pimp said, uh, quite... Um, quite, uh, how do I say it? Quite, um, well, I thought it was spot on here, that that was a sign of defeat. And um, it's sort of a defensive tactic, you know? It's like when you punch someone as a kid and they're like, it didn't hurt. And you go, well, I wasn't even doing my... um, I wasn't even punching you as hard as I can. It seems kind of childish. You're at the major. You've been together for, what is it, four months now, five months now, this lineup. What are you practicing? What are you using the major to practice for? If I was the head of Optic, I'd be like, enough practice, boys. Uh, times who play. Uh, then we had Big versus Vega Squadron. Vega actually won this 1917, which was surprising. Big had been looking pretty well oiled. It was a scrappy map on train. Um, Vega actually has some pretty uh, pretty exciting players. Uh, Chopper pulled off a very uh, exciting play here. Um, I don't know whether Vega are going to get you know, much much further than this first week. Because they're so puggy. This was a fun match to watch, though. Liquid versus Hellraisers was the next match. Liquid absolutely cane Hellraisers. As I said last week, they are quite a few people's picks to win the major at this point because we haven't seen too much of them in the last few weeks, which means they haven't been able to be heavily anti-strated, but we know they've been... uh, we know they've been practicing a lot. They did new, lose to Astralis in Cologne, but every other map they played there, every other team they played there, they they beat pretty convincingly. Um, Astralis versus Rogue happened this day too. Uh, Rogue went up quite fast, and uh, I think got about got about eight rounds before Astralis were able to fight back. Um, they had a very shaky uh, CT side, and you know what? Rogue are like those one of those delicious cakes with all the strawberries and thick icing on top. It just looks kind of sweet and delicious and thick, and then you cut into it, and it's just sort of a really light, fluffy sponge with very little to it. I think Kadeen and Rike were looking quite good, but they don't just have the body to this team. I don't know. There's something missing for me. Renegades fought Gambit, and Gambit won. Uh, no, Renegades won 16-10. No, wait. No, Gambit won 16-10, I should say. Yeah, Renegades didn't win a single match. And considering the shambles that is Gambit right now, this was absolutely disastrous for the boys. 
Um, especially considering rumours surfaced this week that Gambit will release their CSGO roster after ESL won New York in two weeks. What a bizarre turn of events this is. After winning the PGL Major Krakow last year, this team is now going to be let go completely by the organisation. Um, now, there's a lot more to say about that, and when it happens, we'll talk about it. Uh, in the meantime, though, uh, this was not good, a good look for Renegades. And you know what? I was thinking about why this team is not really performing uh, up to par. And I think back to some of my interviews with these guys at IM Sydney, and in particular Nifty, who was a very articulate, very intelligent, very well-spoken guy who's had some amazing plays. He had his big 50 at IM Sydney. He had those absolutely bonkers uh, wall bangs uh, against Ty Lu earlier this year, or was it late last year? Uh, but I don't know whether he's really an IGL. And I don't mean this as a knock, but he didn't strike me as someone who was calculating in the way that, say, Carrigan is calculating. He didn't strike me as someone who was uh, the alpha male in, in, in the way that you know, Fallen or Zeus of the Alpha Male. And he didn't strike me as someone who was really uh, burying his head in strats and anti-strats and demos and books the way Glaive did. Now, look, I, I, I don't I don't know whether this is true. I don't know what Nifty's practice schedule is like. But he didn't strike me as a leader. He struck me as someone who was very savvy and actually sort of has one foot perhaps or one toe perhaps in a different career that may come up. Uh, I can definitely see him... On a desk in the future, I can definitely see him casting in the future. I can definitely see him being the face of something in CS:GO or in esports. But as an IGL of a tier one team, I just do not think it's going to happen. And I don't think Renegades are going to go any higher than they have been going with this guy as the IGL. Now, that's not to say that Nifty is their entire problem. I have no idea how the rest of the team went. I wasn't able to watch all of their matches, and I'm not sure if that is the reason but until something changes in their IGL I guarantee you I don't think they'll be going much higher than we've seen them go now Vega versus Big was another map uh, match up on day two and Vega uh, only narrowly beat Big and Vega have become the new flip side quite a lot of people on the old reddits were uh, noting flip side who were the CIS team famous for sort of doing nothing the whole year and then consistently qualifying for the major basically out of the blue um, and as we heard in an interview with Taco the day after this, they are sort of predictably surprising. They uh, come out with uh, strats that um, just seem kind of bonkers in the moment, but actually managed to upset quite a few teams who may be used to a, a meta that exists perhaps just inside the tier one teams. So with that said, let's move on to the uh, day three matchups. And Liqua versus Vega Squadron was a very impressive T-side on cash from Vega Squadron. And this ended up going overtime. Liquid finally closed it out 1917. Uh, I wasn't able to watch this in enough detail to pick exactly what Vega were doing. I think they did repeat their old strat from the last major, a.k.a. Um, rushing B with a bunch of MAC-10s. They were famous for doing that on Inferno. And I think they might have done it here on Cash as well. And uh, Taco did say they weren't able to find Vega demos online to anti-strap them beforehand or to, to see how they kind of played, which is a bit bizarre. But I guess it explains why Vega uh, has been having some upsets 
already. We saw Nip versus Astralis, NIP versus Astralis in a sort of revenge match from DreamHack Stockholm. And uh, I did have a feeling that NIP were going to beat going to beat them here. And this was played out on Mirage. And uh, it went to four overtimes. That's 54 rounds until Ninjas in Pajamas finally closed it out, 28-26. I did think Dennis didn't completely drop the ball, although he couldn't clutch. He could not clutch. There were like two or three 1v2s where it was all on Dennis's shoulders, and he just couldn't do it. He's not a clutcher, but he did step up. And Rez also stepped up, but the man who stepped up the most was my daddy, my boy, Lecro. He got a 50 bomb, and I feel like NIP could be peaking this major. I don't want to say it, I don't want to say it, but I said it because, oh, it gives me some, gives me some tingly, juicy feelings, and uh, it's about time, isn't it? It's really about time. It feels like this uh, roster might be clicking, and if Rez steps up, steps up and Dennis can perform at a, at a high level, we could see a nice, deep, deep run from them. Complexity versus Big happened on this day. I didn't see it. Complexity won 16-12. Another surprising loss for Big, who uh, who seemed uh, like they were going to be cooking a lot more than they were, although Gob B said that they were looking forward to the best of threes more, where they could really show what they were, what they were, what they were capable of and the way they've been practicing. Uh, Gambit uh, versus HR. Uh, Gambit were knocked out which uh, I guess was kind of expected. Rogue uh, fought Spirit on overpass. Spirit won 16-4, absolutely trounced Rogue. And uh, it seemed like uh, Rogue just had an atrocious read here on the calls of Spirit. Perhaps this is another case of not having enough demos to look at. But um, Rike, who's the IGL here, I think has something to answer for here. Rike uh, is an Aussie. He used to play in Immunity, then uh, Renegades, then CLG. And uh, interesting to um, note here, too, most of Spirit has been together for two years. So, as I said, I didn't know much about Spirit last week. I still know SFA about them. But basically, the core's been together since 2016, uh, except for Some Die Young. That is an old core, Um, just looking at some of the rest of the teams in this major. And um, so it'll be fun to see uh, whether they can go much further. Optic uh, fought Tyloo. Optic won this somehow on Inferno, which is supposed to be one of Tyloo's best maps. It was a bit of a slugfest, went to 28-26, and it shows how hit and miss Tyloo can be. Day four, Astralis, basically shadow over Spirit, 16-3 on Dust 2. Hellraisers eventually finally bloody knocked out Optic. What a disastrous performance from those boys. Complexity knocked out Vega Squadron. Oh, no, they didn't. Vegas Squadron is still in, but Complexity did did uh, manage to beat them. Uh, tai Lu knocked out Renegades, completely out of the tournament. Big knocked out Gambit, completely out of the tournament. And North took Rogue out as well. Um, I wasn't able to see any matches this day because life, life, life through. Day five was the best of threes. Saw Tai Lu versus Spirit. Tai Lu won 2-0 and absolutely crushed Spirit. Um... Now, I might have said um, we were looking to see what might happen with Spirit going further into the tournament, but uh, I was mistaken. They were knocked out here. Actually, the next time we'll see Spirit is for the IEM Chicago qualifier at the end of this month. <clears throat> so hopefully, with a bit of confidence from this uh, tournament, they didn't do too badly. Uh, we'll see more of those guys. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Big just uh, caned Optic 2-0. 
just looking like so much more of a team. I don't know what Snappy's up to as an IGL, but there's something rotten in the state of Denmark with those guys. Vega smash North 2-0. Uh, <laughs> so North is completely out of the major, which is absolutely uh, unexpected considering how on fire they were looking at Stockholm. But perhaps does come back to what I was alluding to, uh, last step, if they spent all their time anti-stratting Australis and uh, an MSL spent all his time working out how to be a better opera and watching um, device demos, well, they probably weren't really fully prepared for the sort of variety that uh, this uh, week offered up. The fact that Vega, a basically uh, far lower ranked team, could take them 2-0 in this deciding best of three perhaps means it's going to be a while before we see North at their full potential. So now, after this week, the teams that are going to go through and will be playing in the second week... See, I can't even remember who it is. What is it? The Legends stage. <laughs> uh, Liquid, NIP, Astralis, Complexity, Hellraisers, Big, Vega, Squadron, and lulu. Now, that is in order of their scores. So Liquid predictably smashed it. Uh, NIP, as I was had, had a feeling in my bones, did also very well. Astralis, perhaps not quite as well as some people's pickums would have liked. Uh, but if there's one thing I've learned about Counter-Strike, it's that you cannot simply predict things based on the rankings of teams. Um, actually, Astralis were looking a bit shaky. <coughs> In this, uh, in this tournament. Perhaps it was Stockholm, but perhaps it was before Stockholm. Perhaps they're just not... Uh, they haven't picked the right time to peak. Complexity, I don't think, really have the schutzbar or the chutzpah to go against the better teams, seeing as their wins were Space Soldiers, Big, and Vega. But it remains to be seen. Old mate Stanislaw may have a few, a few tricks still up his sleeve. Hellraisers, I thought, were looking good. They weren't good enough to beat Liquid. But uh, they might get to the semifinals here. Uh, I think Big are going to cause some upsets per use. Um, do they have what it takes to go to the end? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Ty Lu, I think, have the momentum. Um, and this is the first time these guys have been in the major. I think maybe the first time a Chinese team have as well. I don't know whether they have the cohesion to go too far once we get into some more more deeper best of threes. As we've spoken many times before, the communication in that team is a big issue with three languages going on. Uh, but they just might have the sort of underdog passion that takes them all the way towards the big stage. Now, I'm not going to do pickums. I don't do predictions. Um, I'm not a gambling man. Uh, but um, you know it's major season when the Microsoft Paint logos come out and Reddit on full force. Um, and there has been a bit of a shambles, actually, with the PCs at this particular major. We had a lot of technical issues in the first week, and this morning saw GetRight getting some tech support from Ye, the uh, complexity player, on Twitter. So that's a bit of a disaster. If I was running this major and I saw two of my players getting some tech support via Twitter, uh, I'd be in panic mode. Anyway, uh, so a couple of interesting statistics that floated on Reddit in the last week too. If you've been uh, assiduously scanning and refreshing the front page, you know what I'm talking about. But for those who uh, have better things to do with their lifeus, 
Um, here they are. Only three out of the 16 teams in this Counter-Strike Major have all of their players coming from the same country. Those players, those teams are NIP and Fnatic, who have all Swedish teams, and Astralis, who have all Danish teams. They're the only teams in the top 16. Everyone else has some sort of mongrel mix. So that's a fascinating uh glimpse into how the uh, scene is changing perhaps due to the success of Mao's and phase in 2017 people saw that it didn't really matter whether you had players who were from the same region if you chucked enough skilled people together you could get some trophies um and i would say uh to back up the change in the fashionable in, in, in the fashions of teams and, and, and the composition of them is a, another interesting fact that every major that Counter-Strike uh, Global Offensive has had, except for PGL Krakow, was won by a team comprised of five players from the same country. So very interesting to see the way the team compositions have changed. I, for one, think it may actually, the pendulum may swing the other way, I think the communication issues are perhaps what's holding teams like FaZe back from being, you know, a, a new, dominant, consistently era-defining, era-creating team. Uh, and with ca- communication being such a huge part of Counter-Strike, uh, it doesn't seem like this trend could go too far or too much farther than we've already seen it, because otherwise... Um, you might get the scenario where, like Tai Lu, you've got such incredible skill on the team and yet people just kind of keep bumping their heads on the ceiling of communication. Anyway, that's it for the rundown of the first week of the Face It London Major. So before we wrap up, just a little uh, update on how it's going having quit CSGO for the next six months. <laughs> Despite the fact that I'm watching a, an absolute truckload of it, I am no longer playing it, and the PC on which I performed my play duties is now currently residing in my garage. And it's been a strange journey, I have to say. I did stop a few other addictions at the same time. Smoking was one of them. Um, and... <laughs> There's been a few days where I've had to just sort of stop and go, why do I feel so hollow? Why do I feel so numb? Um, Why do I suddenly crave chocolate bars? And uh, I think it comes down to the fact that, you know, you you give up so many things that give you a a, a dopamine hit all at once. It's very hard to um, put your finger on exactly the feeling that you're left with, but it's sort of a hollow, hungry feeling. It's a it's a dissatisfaction. It's a restlessness, and uh, it's also uh, it's also been hard to motivate myself. There's like a, a lack of motivation, and it's also been incredibly hard to focus. Uh, I'm assured by um, friends who have have kicked uh, much more addictive things like hard drugs that um, this this won't last forever, and I may have about three weeks for the first of my um you know the first stage of my harder withdrawals, and then within about three months. I uh, should be back to normal. So um, in the meantime, it's not like I've been an absolute uh, off-mouse saint. I've been playing Stardew Valley on my laptop, which, let's face it, actually just makes makes me miss CSGO even more. Um, And uh, and I've been eating a a lot of chocolate bars. (laughs) Um, But look, if you want to quit with me, 
and you think CSGO is perhaps taking up too much of your time, let me know. Be my accountability buddy. I'm doing pretty well so far. It's, it's, it's like too much of a pain for me to get my computer out of the garage and hook it back in. And at the moment, of course, I've got so much to watch. I don't know how much, I don't know how much time I'd have to play it anyway. Um, now, look, if you like the podcast, leave me a review on iTunes. A few people have, and that really helps me with the visibility online. If you want any uh, things talked about in particular, suggest them via Twitter, at the truth CSGO. You can also find the Discord links there. Or you can contact me, the truth at the truth CSGO.com. We will be on the Discord uh, throughout this major, having a chat, perhaps having a discussion, perhaps having an argument about who we think is going to be taking out the whole uh, trophy. So until next time, enjoy the game. Thank you.